What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Opportunity Day podcast. Happy Opportunity Day. This is Sammy V, your host, episode number 62. It is a great day to be alive. Today is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice in it. Let us let this be great. Let's let's freaking dominate this day. Let's experience this day. Let's take the advantage of this day that the that God has given us. You know, every day is a precious gift. Uh, that actually reminds me of a. I did a um, a motivational speech for a nonprofit. Um, with a lot of, I think it was fourth or fifth graders, and they did these um, these these um, projects to help raise money. And this one girl created the um, these motivational quotes that she would sell, basically, like on a um, like a postcard or things like that. And one of the one of them was my favorite. She said. Every day is a gift and so are you. And the truth is, is you are. And you have freaking talents and abilities that you should be utilizing every single day um, because your gifts, talents, and abilities, the things that you were born above average at, those are the places that you can provide the most value in your life. Those are the places, that's the place where you can provide the most value to the world is where you are talented, gifted, and you have Things that the, the, that thing that you're just above average at, that you're born above average at, you can become phenomenal at that and provide the most value to the world. All right, let's get into today's podcast. This today's podcast is titled "The Five Books That Have Made the Difference," and really, I'm just going to go through the five books that have made the difference so far in my life. And I'm, I'm, you're probably going to be surprised by a few of these books. Um, if you guys are, are readers, um. A couple of these books you may not, may not have ever even heard of, but um, this is a really hard thing for me to do, to, to pick the five books that have made the difference because I'm probably missing books that I've read that have made a bigger difference on my life, but these are the books that I can remember um, because I've read probably, I don't know, since I was 20, um, I've probably read, I don't know, 500 books. I've read a lot of different books, short books, long books. Um, leadership books, sales books, business books, um, anything that is trying to trying to help me grow and become a better person, uh, become a better leader, become better at whatever I'm doing. Um, and so it was really, really difficult to get down to five, but I think these five books for me have really made a, created a foundation for my life and the way that I think and, and um, have really set me on a trajectory towards hopefully achieving the purpose for my life and hopefully providing a lot of value to the world and hopefully becoming more, doing more and being more so that I can hopefully encourage, inspire and motivate others to become more, do more, be more. And so the first book is The Magic of Thinking Big. This is the first book I ever wrote. And what's really a miracle is my mom growing up um, always tried to get me to read and I hated reading growing up, hated it. Absolutely hated reading, didn't want to read. All I wanted to do was go outside and play play basketball, play soccer. I wanted nothing to do with reading. To me, it was an absolute waste of time. And for a lot of books, it is an absolute waste of time. It's just most books are just entertainment. And I guess, I mean, I'm not criticizing if you read um, books for entertainment, but for me, it just didn't, I just don't want to read books for entertainment. I want to get better. I want to improve. I want to grow. And so 
a lot of the books that I had to read in school and things like that were books for entertainment. They were just storybooks, and I just really didn't care. I was just interested in being successful at playing soccer. That's all I really cared about was I wanted to be a better soccer player. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to um, be a professional soccer player. I wanted to play in college. I wanted to do these things. That's all I really cared about. So my mom told me to read. I was, I was like, no, mom, I'm, there's absolutely no way I'm reading a book. But when I hit 20, and um, I met a really good friend of mine, Nick, and he he was an avid reader. And I really looked up to him, and he got me into reading. And he gave me this book, which is the first book on my list, list which is The Magic of Thinking Big. And I started reading this book, and I could feel myself changing. I could feel – I was reading things in a book that I had thought my whole life. And I was reading it to myself. And thinking like, man, I could, I could achieve my dreams. Like there's – you know, if you, if you think you can – or you can't in both cases you're right I've thought that my whole life if I thought I can't do something there's no way I could do it but if I thought hey I can do this there's a way that I could do it it becomes possible when when I change my thinking I've thought that my whole life well here I, I read it in a book and I was like this is freaking awesome and so I flew through this book called The Magic of Thinking Big and all of a sudden I was on I read 40 books the year I turned 21 over 40 books that year and I was I was just a machine pumping out books like crazy, and uh, this book, The Magic of Thinking Big, set a foundation for me, um, and I've read it a few times since. But it set a foundation for me um, on reading, and so it it made probably the biggest impact on my life. I don't remember all the contents of the book. I don't remember every single chapter, but I can tell you right now what that book did is it made me think big. It made me realize that hey, I can be successful at whatever I choose to choose to pursue. I can do it. I have to think bigger than what's around me. I have to think beyond my current circumstances. And it gave me the hope and the dream to, you know, to become the person I was put here to become. The second book is How to Have Power and Confidence in Dealing with People. A lot of people have never read this book. People ask me all the time, "Hey, what kind of leadership or people skills book can I read or and this is the first one I always give them I said you need to read how to have power and confidence in dealing with people the most famous book is how to win friends and influence people which I've read um, twice I believe two or three times um, it was the first people skills book I ever read and I believe it was actually the second book I read book to cover to cover after the magic of thinking big but in my opinion how to have power and confidence in dealing with people is actually a better book um, it, it, it's not as well sold, but I think it has better content and it's more relevant and it completely changed the way that I viewed my relationships with people. It completely changed everything. The biggest thing I learned from that book was that if you don't have a viewpoint that every single person is a child of God and special and unique, you cannot have the best relations with people. You cannot work the best with people at work. You can't work with them very well if you don't truly believe that they're a child of God and they actually have value, right? Because you're not going to value – you don't value things that you don't believe have intrinsic value, right? I mean if you, if you buy a beat-up old car, right, that doesn't have that much value, 
you're more likely to throw trash into it. You're more likely to treat it like a piece of crap, right? But if you buy a brand new BMW, you know, whatever the top series is, you're probably not going to just throw McDonald's bags into it. You're probably not going to treat it like trash. You're probably going to wash it often. You're probably going to clean it out You're going because it's got intrinsic value. And so it's the same with people. If you don't believe people have intrinsic value, if you don't believe that they're, they're truly every individual is a child of God and have value, then you're not going to treat every human being as if they have value. You're not going to appreciate them. You're not going to accept them. You're not going to listen to them. You're not going to seek information from them that could potentially help you because you don't believe that they can provide that value to you. So that was the biggest thing I learned. And that is a book that most people have not read, but it's so powerful when it comes to dealing with people. The third book, which I read only a couple of years ago, maybe a year or two back, is called Extreme Ownership. This book completely transformed my thought process on leadership. I'd read leadership books in the past. John Maxwell books are all always phenomenal. Other leadership books. But this book completely clarified leadership into one word, which is ownership. And that you have to own everything. If you want to lead people and you want to first off lead yourself, you have to take responsibility for everything. Even if it's not all yours to bear. You have to take complete ownership of whatever is going on in your life, even if it's not all yours to bear. You know, if you if you're a if you're a coach of any sort and you lose a game, you cannot blame the players. You have to blame yourself because when you blame yourself and you take ownership, it gives you the position to change the future. But when you constantly blame or you point the fingers at people on your team or people around you in life. And you say, it's this person's fault. It's this person's fault. It puts you in a disempowering position. It doesn't allow you to move forward in your life. It doesn't allow you to create the future that you want because you're constantly waiting for other people to change. But when you take complete ownership and say, no, this is my fault. This is my responsibility. It gives you the power then at that point to change your circumstances. And this book was written by a Navy SEAL, um, uh, two Navy SEALs actually, and I heard them speak a couple of years ago. Phenomenal book. Uh, if you want, if you're trying to develop in, in the realms of leadership, I'm telling you what, this is a foundational book. I would read this book first before get going into any other books because if you don't have extreme ownership down, you cannot lead people 100%. Number four is integ. This book you probably never heard of. Phenomenal book. Oh my gosh, this book changed me so. I remember reading this book. I read this book about a year and a half ago. I think I read it a couple of years back, and then it really hit me when I reread it about a year and a half ago. It's called Integrity. But the subtitle of the book is called The Courage to Meet the Demands of Reality. And man, this book changed me because what it did is it, 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 centered, it said, you know what, Sam? You are super future-focused, right? You, you want to create the future. You've got things that you want to do and accomplish, but... If you don't have the courage to meet the demands of reality of where you're at right now and who you are right now, if you don't have the courage to meet that demand, then you're never going to be able to create the future that you want. And so many people in life, they don't have the courage to go, hey, I'm not good in this area. I've got to get better. Right? Or, hey, I messed this up. I've got to fix this. Instead, they ignore those realities 
and live in a facade. And what ends up happening is either people begin to not trust them, people don't respect them, people, um, they also end up wasting a lot of time because they're not meeting that demand of that reality. And so this book is, it's a phenomenal leadership book, but it's really about leading yourself and meeting the the demands of reality. Hey, it's like so many people don't want to, you know, don't want to meet the demand of the fact that, hey, you're not a great leader. You're, you're, You're a crappy leader. You're a manager, right? And you're not very good. I face this every single day of my life. I'm like, man, I'm not a very good leader. I'm not a very good manager. I, I, I struggle in this, this, and this area. And that meeting that demand of that reality allows me then at that point to improve in those areas. But if I just create this facade that I'm so good at this and so good at that and so great, then I will never read another book. I'll never, I'll never go on and, and take another course. I'll never ask for advice anymore because I'm not meeting the demand of where I'm actually at. You know, it could be financial stuff. It could be, it could be relational stuff. It could be anything really. That um, it could be sales. It'd be like, you know what? Um, it's like this is a great example. Oh my gosh, what an example! Let's say you're in sales, and this is an easy example for me to explain because I manage a sales team. But and let's say you're on inside sales and you're in phone sales, and you're making a hundred calls a day. And you're like, yeah, if I make 100 calls a day, you know, I'm going to grow my numbers. And so you just go and you make 100 calls a day for a couple of months. And your, your numbers aren't really growing because all you're doing is making 100 calls a day. That's it. And you don't have the courage to meet the demand of the reality of the fact that you suck on the phones. The fact that your pitch is so bad. The fact that... It's not necessarily the fact that you you're making a hundred calls a day, right? That's what what what's, you, you're unwilling to meet the fact that you're not coachable, that you're not taking the advice of your manager, you, you're not t- you're not seeking new information on how to get better. You just think that hey, if I make a hundred phone calls a day, I'm going to get where I want to go. But in four months, you're not where you want to be, and what you end up saying is, oh, my product sucks. Or, oh, it's this thing. Or, oh, hey, my manager's not giving me enough support. Or, um, hey, my leads are bad. Which all of those things could be somewhat true, but the truth is is that most of the time they're not. Most of the time, the reality is, is that you suck. I mean, let's just be real. You're not very good, and there's things in areas that you need to improve in, and you've got to stop going through the motions, and you've got to get vulnerable with your manager and say, look, I've sucked for the last three to four months. I haven't been coachable. I haven't been working on these areas, but by golly, today, I'm going to change that. I'm going to face this reality, and in three months, you're going to see a brand new me, and then go and actually execute on that and see where you're at in three months. So many people are so unafraid to meet the demand of the reality of the fact that they're not very good at something or they messed up or they were at fault or whatever it is. And this book, I'm telling you, is phenomenal. You probably never heard of it. You probably never read it, but I highly recommend it. And the last book is the Bible, which is really the book that has changed my life the most. And there's a specific... I will tell you this, I don't know everything about that, but I don't know everything that's in the Bible. I don't know every story. 
I don't know every verse. I can't give you the reasons why certain things are said or whatever. You know, there's so many people that know a lot more about the Bible than I do. But I can tell you this. They might not, they might know a lot more about the Bible, but I'm not sure that they're living the Bible as much. I think it's most important that if you're going to read the Bible, that you live it. Because God said, don't, don't just read my words, do my words. Do it. And so there's a couple of verses that in that Bible that have completely transformed my life. And the biggest one was, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God planned in advance for us to do. Something like there's, a, there's life and power, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And there's so many verses on the fact, on, on what, on about what you say. And so you don't see me say a lot of negative things. You don't see me, you don't hear me talk negative very often, if ever. Because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And I'm not going to give life to things that I don't want in my life. I'm not going to talk about and give life to things that I do not want in my life. That verse right there completely transformed my life because I realized that, oh my gosh, what I say is so important, right? If I speak negatives over my life and who I am, etc., right? Or my future, I'll never get there, I can't do this, or whatever it is. I'm just, retra I'm just training my brain to think that I can't do those things. And it enables, it, it's, it disables me. Versus like, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. With God, nothing is impossible. At Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. I mean, there's so many people that don't ever ask. They never seek for the thing. They never seek the things that they want. They never ask for the things that they want. And they never knock on open doors. Um, the verse that faith without action or faith without works is dead. Right? You can't truly have faith if you're not working. You can't have faith for something in the future if you're not putting in the work. Right? If you're not, if you're not out there grinding and working you can't faith can't be an act it can't be can't be activated without that see the bible has so much stuff in it that is just amazing it, the, the wisdom that's in there you know is phenomenal and that book changed my life more than anything see those are the five books that have hate made the difference so far in my life, maybe you pick up one of these books and dive into it and it makes an impact on your life as well. Hey, this is Sam V, your host of the Opportunity Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 62. Happy Opportunity. And remember that yesterday is gone. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Today is all you have. Spend 0% of your time, attention, and focus on the past because life is experienced in the present moment. Spend 1% of your time, attention, and focus on the future, future because you do need to have a dream, a goal, and a purpose. But then spend 99% of your time, attention, and focus on the present moment because life is experienced in the present moment. And if we don't focus on the present at all, then we'll, we're gonna miss our life. We're gonna miss our life. We're gonna get to the end of the, our life and realize that we missed our life. Happy Opportunity Day. Let's crush it.